Hi folks, I'm Alan Wharton. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on June the 27th, 2012. For newcomers, make sure you use the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com because there's so much on it. There's lots of audios for free download where hopefully you'll start to understand the big system you're born into. So they call it scientific socialism. It's run by behaviorists at the top and uh, neuroscientists now too, and all kinds of psychologists that manage our minds for us. And of course, they work with the culture industry. Novelists too are on board with them. They get paid extra for going along the, the routes that are required and getting all the PC stuff involved in, in their stories too. And uh, you're updated all the time, whether you like it or not, or even know it or not. So we're running a, a perfect system, really, to keep you inside the box. So you can find a lot of the organizational abilities and the, the ones involved that set up this global system with their hundred odd year agenda at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. I go into the Royal Institute of International Affairs, Council on Foreign Relations, same group, uh, who, who have branches around, they've got branches everywhere across the whole planet, even in India, and how they've been working all along to bring in this global governance system with free trade and the free um, movements of peoples and goods. That means they can bring in their own labor to any country, as Australia is finding out now, in fact. And the elimination of national boundaries eventually, and uh, national sovereignty too, because they're creating three main trading blocks for the world. Planned a hundred years ago, folks, and folk think we're just going through the big changes by, because politicians are deciding things now. Nothing is further from the truth. Remember, too, you're the audience that bring me to you. You can also buy the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. I don't sell anything else. I don't bring on advertisers to terrify you and then offer you the, the panacea or the solution. And uh, I try to stick to the basic facts as we know them. And uh, so you can support me by buying the books and discs, as I say, at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And you can also donate as well. That's be I'd be really appreciative if you'd do that because so many people listen from all over the planet every darn night and um, it's just incredible uh, the amount of people who come in every single night of the week and every night of the year. So, as I say, from the US to Canada, you can remember order or donate using a personal check or an international postal money order from the post office. You can send cash or you can use PayPal and across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram and PayPal once again. Now, when you go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com, remember all those sites listed have the audios, but they also have transcripts in English for print-up of many of the talks I've given. And you can go into alanwattsentinel.eu for transcripts in other languages. I try and give you today's news uh, and go back into the past to where the big players who helped set up this part of it, including every part of your cultural changes and your, your norms, uh, guys who died maybe 50 years ago, some of them, uh, they wrote in their own biographies of uh, the part they played 
in bringing this new world order, this century of change, which is what an analysis was called, uh, forward, and how they brought all the marketers on board, uh, market, um, Madison Avenue, for instance, all the experts, they already knew how to sell you any idea, and, uh, and how they've been awfully, awfully successful. And, of course, you've got music television, you've got the music industry, you've got the Hollywood industry, all coming together as planned to create the new decrepit society that can hardly stand up itself. And when it does that, you're conquered, you see. All the old norms made you stand up together, things you could all relate to, have been destroyed, right down to man, woman, child, and parent. And um, and there's only one boss left, and that's a, that's a government, folks. H.G. Wells said this would happen a 100 years ago. He wanted it to happen, of course. He was writing books about what he called free love in the late 1800s on behalf of his paymasters then. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix and talking about China last night. In fact, China... Uh, the loves to eat dogs and pretty well everything that crawls and flies and everything else. And they prefer it literally fresh on the table, sort of jumping around. But uh, we're supposed to be all encompassing and all embracing in this new world order, you see. That's why you can't be offended at anything or anybody else, for that matter. I'm not, not kidding you. You're not supposed to be offended by anything. However, when you start ripping children out of mother's wombs at the age of seven months, then I think it is people's concerns. Because as I said last night, that China is the model state for the world. And Maurice Strong himself, in an article I read last night, uh, reiterated that. So that's the model state we've all to emulate, you see. It's one pa- a child per parent family type of thing. And in the government, if you have two, uh, they, jar- they used to send the militia in order to get you at one time, and they'd take you off for the abortion. And if, and now, of course, they've got the people trained. They don't have to do that. So we see to train them. And we can get trained the same way, but mind you, you know, the mob. There's always a mob there. If you don't have one, it's easy to create. And uh, they say, well, that person's having a second child. Isn't that terrible? Taking food off from our tables, blah, 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 blah. And on they go with their grotesque mentality. And uh, and they grab the woman generally and pull her into the hospital to be ripped open. For sustainability, understand. And you better believe this is all real because the group of 77, which includes Chinese delegates and so on, and other Far Eastern nations, right in there, the Chinese ambassador right there to the United Nations in the G77, it says that you've got to, uh, the West must bring down their population, must bring down their population as per agreement. Now, have you seen that agreement anywhere? Of course you haven't. Because, you see, you run the same way as China is. You really are. You're given fairy tales for truth. Anyway, it says, United Nations chief hails progress in Chinese sustainable development. What I mean is depopulation, bringing the populations down and all the rest of it. And having a slave population at the bottom. So the United Nations commended progress made by the Chinese government in achieving sustainable development, especially in aspects of maintaining human health. Now, last month, it was a complete country thing came out of China, where they were condemned for not having enough to treat the ordinary people. In fact, we're still building hospitals over here in China with our tax money because they won't do it themselves. They're after the loot at the top, you know, the Politburo, the, the state embodies everything, pretending on 
they're, they're the embodiment of all the people. <laughs> as it gets stinking rich and the folk get poor at the bottom. That's the reality of it, of it folks. But it says, um, maintaining human health and protecting the environment, said Ban Ki-moon, Secretary General of the United Nations here on Tuesday. I watched a documentary of a river that's, uh, it was so polluted. So it, was, it was like tar in it, in fact. And, and a Chinese guy went in with a big long barge pole and you could put it right down to the bottom and come up with this cadmium and different chemical sludge. And uh, the, the factories along the river just dumped everything right into it, including all the chemicals from a leather factory. That's the reality. So these guys at the United Nations are nothing but utter liars. Let's call them what they are. They're utter liars. They're not misinformed. They're liars, you see. And they're control freaks. They want to control all of us, you see, and run the world that they claim should be run properly with them at the top. And his ban's remarks came as he addressed a roundtable conference held at the United Nations headquarters with a theme of looking at health issues with a broader perspective. Uh, the just-concluded UN Conference on Sustainable Development is a big success, he says, which gave high priority to health and environmental issues. The development achievement made by the Chinese government is very admirable and convincing. I wonder to whom. Chinese development path is viable for many countries. So we thought we'd copy him again, the Chinese development path where they come in and just rip out the children from the womb. And if you survive, it's then good for you. If you don't, tough luck. Unless you're one of the, you know, in this classless Chinese society, one of the Politburo, the better ones, they have intergenerational families running the show because it's all their own children that get the jobs, you see, the top. And they can have more than one child. You pay a little fee for it. But the ones at the bottom, no, 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 you can't do that. You get massive fine and they rip the child out. So it says International Health and Environment Organization was established at the conference and yada, 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 and rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. So I'll put this link up tonight for those who still can't make their mind up about what truth is because they won't look into anything for themselves. Now, it's bad enough because years ago, of course, I knew why they brought in these so-called loyalty cards at supermarkets and elsewhere. Because, you see, it was to do with spying on everybody, on their medications at the pharmacy, other things that they bought there, another one for the, for the grocery store. The one for the grocery store, by the way, in Canada, that is called Air Miles. And uh, you can also use the same one at the liquor store, you see. And so there's a government uh, seeing all, doing all the, the, the tests on what you're buying and what you're eating, the items of food you're eating, and also... Um, how much booze you're drinking as well. It's been right from the very get-go, before you heard of it, they'd already planned this. Because we're just rats at the bottom in, in the cage, you know, in the labyrinth. That's what we are. Then most folk don't really care. Well, I'll save $3 a month, you know, on this loyalty card. Supermarket spies had the government plans to use loyalty card data to snoop on the eating habits of 25 million shoppers. And it says Whitehall in talks with supermarkets over sharing their data, which shows exactly what customers buy. Well, it's already been here in Canada for years. People with poor diets would be sent to tailored advice to improve their health and lifestyles. Whether you like it or not, you're going to get told what to do. Parents could be contacted if their bills show they're not giving their offspring a balanced diet. And giants like Tesco know more about eating habits than the National Health Service, experts claim. 
So they want to do this uh, massive survey in Britain. I'm sure they've already been doing it. That's why they gave you these loyalty cards. But it says people who buy too much alcohol, fatty foods, or sugary drinks will be targeted with tailored health advice under plans being considered by the coalition. With more children than ever dangerously overweight, parents could also be contacted if their bills show they're not giving their offspring a balanced diet from their weekly shop. And it's all and on about obesity and all the rest of it. And how it saved the National Health Service billions so that we can send it over to China and build hospitals for them. So I'll put this link up tonight too for those who care about these things. And the EU unveils its vision for the future of the monetary union. Total, total union, by the way. Everybody's thinking it's a failure. It's not a failure. It's anything but a failure. All this crisis, crisis, crisis is, well, we're all in it together. Oh, we're all in it together, you see. That's like the movie Brazil. You saw those slogans all over the place like it's a war situation. We're all in it together. You know, one goes down, we all go down. All for one, one for all, all that stuff. This is what I always use in wartime. And these are scare tactics with the banks because the same bunch of uh, bankers are buying all the bonds. They end up their way and then lending it all out again to themselves, basically. So it's a Ponzi scheme. And the idea is to terrify the people. Uh, so to save themselves, they must completely amalgamate all nations, end any last vestige of sovereignty, and let the European Parliament rule over uh, with no opposition whatsoever. So it says, uh, Europe Group's Herman von Rompuy and Jose Manuel Barroso from the European Commission says the ideas are backed by the Eurogroup's Herman von Rompuy and it says, um, European authorities have unveiled their vision for the future which gives them much greater powers. Strange that each time they, they screw, it appears to the public they're screwing up all the time with their terrible plans and bankruptcies. They're not screwing up. This is intention, remember, is to get more powers. It includes the creation of a U- European treasury, a single treasury, you see, central bank. Exactly what Quigley said back in the 60s, because he was a historian for the Council on Foreign Relations. And says, which would have powers over national budgets. We see the whole idea was always to make sure that in would come an authority that would do all your national bookkeeping for you. European Commission President Jose Manuel Barroso said it was a defining moment for European integration. You better look up what integration means, folks. This isn't a talking place where you hear your differences. That's how they sold it to a lot of people way back in the 60s. This is total takeover by by um, a warfare technique. You don't have to send troops in. You just use the pen in the banks, and the pen is used by the bureaucrats and lawyers. And you sign these and you sign that and all the rest of it. Next thing you know, you're tied in with them. And supposedly you can't get back out. The 10-year plan is designed to strengthen the Eurozone and prevent future crisis, but critics say it will not address current debt problems. So, Spain is negotiating the terms of loans worth up to 100 billion euros for its banks, and the new Greek government wants to ease the terms of its huge bailout. The governor of the Bank of England, Sir Mervyn King, expressed concern about the recent response of European authorities. I'm pessimistic, he says. I'm particularly concerned over, because over two years now we have seen the situation, the euro gets worse and the problem being pushed down the road, he says, while appearing at a parliamentary hearing. So, they'll get what they want, because that's why they did it all. Lord Moncton, uh, a video from him after the Rio conference, and he pretty well says it's over, in a sense, it's all over, they kind of lost, yada yada, they're all depressed. Don't believe it for a second, folks. Because 
they already have a lot on the table already in action, already in law, and more parts to come, like Plan 1, 2, and 3 for sustainable development, and to do with your ICLEI groups on your local councils. They're still all there, folks, and hiring more. So it's not over at all, don't be misled. Uh, they are going to definitely uh, change their tactics into more redistribution of your wealth across the world to the big corporations that receive it all. Uh, that's definitely on, on the cards, but it's not over by any means at all. And um, here's an article here from Australia. As I mentioned this too because it was in the 90s, early, early 90s, that every country in the free trade deals under the Royal Institute of International Affairs, Australian Institute of National Affairs, New Zealand Institute for International Affairs, all these guys that are all working under the Royal Institute of International Affairs uh, were all signing agreements to do with uh, foreign trade and free trade and bringing in foreign workers and They are doing it now, big time with Australia. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I am Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix. Talking about the free trade deals and how they can bring in very cheap workers into other countries, regardless of what the minimum wages, and pay them uh, the, the wages we get back home in their old country, uh, even if it's a pittance. And this is the big, big plan for the future. Planned, as I say, and, and written and all drafted these agreements up in the early 90s, and the public were completely unaware of them. Because these guys at the top run the whole world like a big business plan with their 50-year plans and 70-year plans, 100-year plans, etc. Mining billionaire Clive Palmer may turn to foreign workers to staff his many resource projects, it says. It says Mr. Palmer, who is opening new projects in Queensland's Galilee Coal region, told ABC Radio he will seek an enterprise migration agreement if there's not enough Australian workers. Jobs should be first for Australians, but we should not hold up national development if there's a shortage of workers, Mr. Palmer said. In other words, he wants to get cheap labour. An EMA application would depend on a number of issues which are still undermined, he said. He'd like to see more workers from interstate move to Queensland to help staff projects. The federal government last month awarded Gina Reinhart, as another big boss of some mining company, an EMA to bring in 1,700 foreign workers for her Roy Hill project. So that's what they, that's what they call it, an enterprise migration agreement. They can bring in half the continent if they want to into Australia and, um, and pay them uh, pittances as well. Uh, so this is uh, an old, a hundred year old plan written a hundred years ago with all of this talked about back then by the big players in their books, and here it's all happening, of course. And people are, are all angry about it because they're just finding out now, and they have no idea this has just been an old, old plan, and every politician along the years has been playing you along like a fool. That's what they do. They treat you like children. Treat you just like children. And this other article uh, I mentioned last week, too, was about UK infant schools praised for teaching Trans kids to express themselves. That's ones who are, want to wear dresses when they're four, for little boys and things like that. I'll put that up again tonight too, to show you what the schools are doing to the children. Because this is the agenda, folks. For you, you can't quite figure it out. 
this is agenda. And another article, too, about the same uh, Ofsted uh, group that runs the education, they do all the reports on it and how it should be, this social engineering a la communist style. And uh, they're also t- talking about the, the terrible grades they're getting in a school now, in, in junior school, uh, how terrible, terrible it is. And um, so no wonder when they're get, getting dressed up like this to go to school, etc., uh, so they can be happy and, and, and explore their gender freely. At that age, who's exploring anything except, you know, climbing trees and things? But no, not, not in this new brave new world scenario where agendas come first, big agendas. doesn't matter about the human fallout now or down the road with it. Uh, it's got to be done, you see, because these characters at the top, the twisted ones, uh, have been specially chosen to put their agendas forwards and ram it down everybody's throats. And nobody cares. Let's be honest about it. This news comes out all the time. Nobody cares. You get what you deserve at the end. You know, you really do. And University of Wisconsin Antarctica South Pole Station sets a new record low, which is minus 100.8 degrees Fahrenheit. I'll put this one up tonight as well, just to show you that the uh, the global warming stuff and the disappearing poles and all that's all utter tripe. Like most stuff is, actually. Uh, with it, too, I'll put up articles on the U.S. Marines arriving in Darwin, the first contingents. I think it's a bunch also going in New Zealand as well. And because now that you see, now that you see your tax money created more than China through the GATT Treaty and all your big money and the Overseas Economic Development Corporation, which all your countries have under the United Nations, uh, they borrow money, uh, and um, the person who's in charge of the OECD generally is uh, also the IMF guy for your country. So he borrows it from the World Bank and to give to other countries. We, we've been doing this since World War II. And, um, and then you put down as a guarantors to pay it up, even when the third countries uh, always default. And then they give them another one, and you're down as guarantor again. So it's quite something, the, the way this scam operates redistribution of the wealth a la Karl Marx as they say as you plummet down into what's called austerity austerity folks yeah and meanwhile you can't even teach your children basic uh, life skills at school anymore but you can get them you have good colours and things to choose your dresses and another one on, on the, the loyalty cards there's actually two on loyalty cards tonight I'm putting up Another article about robbers and, and bankers, basically the, the same people. Bank robbers should bin their masks and become bank bosses. The skills are the same. Buying a house is the biggest and most nerve-wracking financial transaction in most people's lives. A friend of one of my children was due to complete on a, or completes, it says, uh, on a little property in Sidcup, Kent last Thursday. There were five people in her purchase chain, all of whom had furniture being loaded onto vans when she received a phone call from her solicitor. RBS's, it's the Royal Bank of Scotland's computer system had crashed. The promised money for her house wasn't there. She and everybody else in the chain were left sobbing. One couple spent the night in a local Premier Inn. Others had to pay the cost of holding furniture already packed into removal vans. And it says, meanwhile, they'd endured 24 hours of hell. So did millions of other customers of RBS, which owns NatWest up and down Britain, who suffered days of anguish because money they were counting on to fund their lives had gone missing in the black hole of the bank's computer system. 
Yesterday, RBS's boss, Stephen Hester, apologised, blaming a glitch during a software upgrade. Really, I thought he'd have went to money heaven. You know, that's where these boys always seem to send it. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the Matrix, talking about all the games that are going on now, because a light switch has been turned on, obviously, the green light, to really ramp ahead with this uh, free trade deals across the planet, the old, old dream uh, of the Royal Institute of International Affairs, because it's happening everywhere now, and it's really hitting the Far East countries very, very quickly, and they hadn't a clue this was even getting set up, never mind, a job being drafted up long, long ago and signed. But you see, it's interesting to say that there's the U.S. going into Australia, New Zealand and other places, so supposedly to cordon off around the Chinese, just in case the Chinese get too big for their boots. Well, we created China through the World Trade Organization. China had no factories, for goodness sake. And what, the, what your, our own governments did was then encourage all your, your factory owners and employment owners to up and move wholesale to China. And our tax monies funded them to move and paid for them to move, including the deals they got, such as they didn't pay any taxes for 15 years if they say that the, the move had made them lose business and all that kind of stuff. We paid all those differences. So once you've done it and built China up, oh my goodness, we're all scared of China now. Who's, do you understand how they built up the Soviet Union the same way? Do you? I hope you really do. It's all planned. And here's what you get in return for paying up uh, to, for China to come to first world status and all that and get priority trading with every other country. They can pollute as much as they want. And, and it's the most favored nation trading status country for all of us now, you see. Hawk cleared to aid Chinese land grab. So it isn't just uh, the big mining boys that are putting in people from India and elsewhere to come in. Uh, the, the, the Chinese are in there grabbing land as well. It says, uh, former Prime Minister Bob Hawke has the all clear to use taxpayer dollars to organize foreign raids on Australian farms. It says he's already refused to answer questions about whether he's already been doing so all along. And that conducting the raids, that is. Mr. Hawke is coordinating Chinese company Shanghai Zongfu's bid to take control of 30,000 hectares of new irrigation land and the attached water rights on northern Australia's Ord River. But he's refused to comment on whether he used his taxpayer-funded office and telephones to negotiate the deal. A spokesman for Prime Minister Julia Gillard said what former Prime Ministers did with their offices was their business. What a piece of work, too, eh? as Julia Gillard is. And um, it says here that the Victorian Farmers Federation President Peter Choi said, if they, the Shanghai Zongfu, are getting support from the Australian government or Bob Hawke in preference to Australian business, that's wrong, morally wrong. It doesn't matter if they're legally right because they've got all the forms signed by themselves. They didn't ask you because you don't count. <laughs> 
says, Oz by Chief Lynn Wilkinson said using taxpayer-funded resources to sell off Australian assets would be most inappropriate behaviour. In other words, slap their stuff, but it's all legal, you see, because they've signed all the deals and haven't told the public. He's already been well and duly paid by taxpayers, and that's not appropriate, etc., etc. That's the real world, folk, that we live in. It's plunder time, because, you see, uh, you're at the bottom of the heap now. You're all the junk jeans and all the ones at the top, you know, the, the real big rubbers, they've, they've got the whole show going, and uh, it's their time. It's their time to do what they want. That's what it is. It's their time. And for folk who think that the greenhouse gas is going to go away with, with the, the Rio summit being a, 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 a bad gas, you might say, it says court upholds the EPA's greenhouse gas rules. This is in the U.S., and that's, that's yesterday. A U.S. appeals court on Tuesday upheld the first ever U.S. proposed rules governing heat-trapping greenhouse gases. You know, most of it is moisture. Cleaning a path for sweeping regulations affecting vehicles, coal-burning power plants, and other industrial facilities. Handing a, a setback to industry and a victory to the Obama administration, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia unanimously ruled that environmental protection agencies finding that carbon dioxide is a public danger and the decision to set limits for emissions from cars and light trucks were neither arbitrary nor capricious. The ruling, which addresses four separate lawsuits, upholds the underpinnings of the Obama administration's push to regulate carbon dioxide emissions. What they want to do is regulate your vehicles, folks, and, and get you off the road under Agenda 21, the Millennial Project, Sustainable Development. It's all the same thing. They planned that a long time before he was in power. In the A2 page ruling, the three-judge panel also found the EPA's interpretation of Clean Air Acts to regulate carbon dioxide regulations is unambiguously correct. So there you go. The courts are completely all with this because they're all picked for, that's what they make them judges and that. You know, they're all picked to go along with what they're told, you see. So you'll be saying goodbye to your car soon or you'll be saying hello to an awful lot of expensive fees and very, very expensive gasoline oil. It's, not, it's already pretty expensive, isn't it? It's terrible. Jack Satali, the guy who wrote Millennium, uh, Winners and Losers in the new Coming New World Order back in 1990, and he wrote another book after that too. The guy who said the next boat people will be Americans leaving the shores looking for work abroad, uh, who was a, he was an advisor to umpteen presidents, very important guy, probably more, more important than the presidents. Then he went off to work at the United Nations for years. And, and he's been involved in a few scandals like they all are, like running, gun running and stuff. <laughs> but this is president of, of Planet Finance, it's called. This is Musa Bell speaks to Jack Sartali, president of Planet Finance. They discuss the appeal published by Jack Sartali, head of the World Trade Organization. Isn't that amazing how they just fall into these positions, the guys who helped draft the whole agenda for the planet, eh? And other prominent economists and politicians calling for a, sw- a shift to growth in the euro area and deeper integration to combat the region's debt crisis. Has the time finally come for a federal Europe? Well, of course it is. I mean, they've been at it forever. They always said that's what they'd take, yeah. And um, I'll put this up tonight, too, for those that want to peruse it. But, uh, yeah, they're going all, all the way through into total amalgamation until there's no memory eventually down the road. It will only take one generation to have no memory of having a previous Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, France, Germany, and so on. That's the idea. That's what they teach them in school. 
It's like year one in the old communist era in Cambodia. Year one started when they took over, and nothing happened before it. Then I was teaching them no history to the young children of the Euro so that they won't get angry about things that happened in the past. I always keep them ignorant. So I'll put this up tonight as well, and you can also peruse all of this kind of stuff. And I wanted to mention as well, there's an article here, I've got it here. It's an interesting article about Ron Paul. Now, I've watched the Patriot business, it's a business for for a lot of folk, um, for years. And every time it's election time, they always give a Pied Piper and put them forward for the guys to vote for. And, and they sit back for four or five years and do nothing, and then go, oh, you see, four or five years where they can be doing something themselves. Understand it's meant to spin your wheels, waste time, and, and you're no further forward than you were before. But in this article here, the guy's done a lot of good research into the voting records and what really are, are the voting records of Ron Paul and everything else. Uh, and it's a, a long article, You'll have to read it yourselves. And um, it says the incontrovertible conundrum of Dr. Ron Paul. And um, he's got a lot of data, a lot of research on this uh, particular thing. And it's no surprise, as I say, it was no surprise to me that what would happen with Ron Paul at the end either. I knew this was going to happen because they pulled the stunt. This is the second time they pulled it with Ron Paul. Where did all that cash go that was backing him? $30 million here, $40 million there. Where did it all go? I mean, you have to start wondering, folks. There's an old saying that says, um, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Why are you, why are you so fooled? So that the, the Paul dynasty can keep going under the sun now. But as I said, to do this, we must delve deep into the language of both the House Bill and the U.S. Code for, for uh, what that bill will affect, as well as in attempting to dispel some fallacies about the Federal Reserve System and its perceived power structure. And he goes into really a lot of detail about the Federal Reserve, how it does work, and how they have had audits and all the rest of it in the past. And folk don't even know it, but it's all published. It's all published, folks. So I'll put this link up tonight and go through it. Those who can, who've got patience, who can read more than one paragraph before they fall asleep. And um, and and you can see for yourself. Make your own mind up. It's up to you uh, what you think of it. But it's a very well done article. Everyone's played as a sucker in politics. Understand that. That's the whole idea of politics. But they always throw out the Pied Piper for the patriots every, for years and years and years. And where they go, because everyone's trained that this person, the one man, the person, the the lone, you know, the guy who rides in a town and and cleans it all up for you. He'll do all the work while you sit in your rear end and you're, you're an armchair warrior, basically. That's not how it works, folks. That's what I mean. People ultimately deserve what they get. That's true. There's, there's obviously hope, but there's a time to go beyond just hope itself, and you have to be involved in things yourself. 
And let's be honest, politicians, even Shakespeare talks about politicians and other ones too. They're called many, many names in shysters and all the rest of it because they, they, the use of vocabulary, they'll, they'll always give a statement out where they can jump back from it when, they, when they're faced with it through legalities and the wording that they use, things like that. This is common, common fear. And it's time folk woke up to this stuff and realize what it's all about. It's really time, isn't it? Also tonight too, I'm putting up a link to um, North Carolina because it's, it's banking all its cash basically on the drone industry. It wants to be a, a first in, in turning out drones for well, to spy on all of you. Isn't it amazing? Uh, see, at one time so many places in the U.S., towns and uh, were built by the military-industrial complex to have wars overseas. And uh, you would have one jet, for instance. I know some people who work on one jet in different U.S. states. And one of them just makes the seals, the hydraulic seals for the undercarriage. Doesn't see any of the rest of the plane. And that's how they do things. It gives work. But now it's all turned inwards. See, in a, in a global governmental system, when you have run out of enemies, which you're going to do down the road, you see, the only enemy left is the people. That's why they're spying on all of you. For tyranny needs to have a predictable population. And you're awfully good at supplying the information to them and being compliant. Who'd have thought, you know, they used to talk about the Indians giving away Long Island and other places for a bunch of glass beads. What do you get? You've got your cell phones there, you've got all your, your gadgets and your gizmos, and you put all your data up there every day for them. For this bit of plastic, you see, which gives you all the other stuff that you're interested in. Little clips of movies, porno, and all the rest of it. Games. And you say that the Indians were really dumb for giving away their, their land for some beat. It's the same thing. Only the Indians could understand losing land. It made no sense. They didn't understand commerce at all. You lot do. And you know what rights are and what consent is. Look at every app you bring down there. Look at, they need your consent to get all your information and scatter across the planet. Including to the Pentagon and every other place. You don't care, do you? The Indians had an excuse, as I say, you don't. You don't. You're willing to give it up for a, your, your, your plate of pottage, as they say. Yeah, just too much fun. The rest of it's too much fun, isn't it? Just too much fun. Now, remember too, Katerina Juliva goes to court tomorrow, and it's amazing the dirty tricks has been played on her by this uh, Amber Ruder, who's been appointed as the uh, the guardian ad litem. She's just a lawyer, and but she's got a, a kind of nasty history of what I can see already. But she uh, plays a lot of dirty tricks. She just played another one there too, where she got Katerina to. Uh, to sign a form, Katarina, before she signed it, scored a whole bunch of things out, gave it back to her, and then Ruder, just today, uh, sent uh, sent uh, another one to her with all the stuff she scored out back on it again. Dirty, stinking tricks. And you're looking for justice in this world? And these characters run uh, shotgun over everybody to get what they want? You know, her, her, her director, the director of the Office of the Guardian Ad Litem, state of Utah, is called Rick Smith. 
and I'll put up his email tonight. And it's uh, it's called L O R I A B Loriab at email dot utcorps.gov. That's Loriab L O R I A B at email dot utcorps.gov. And let him know. Let him know it's about time he started looking into the affairs of this particular character, Amber Ruder, who's actually, she's using, uh, a, she doesn't even have court authority. She's acting like the judge by trying to blackmail people into, uh, under the guise of contempt of court. This is outside the court, by the way, to hand over all the rights to her. And I've got the document here. And she did try this. What a piece of work. What a piece of work. So go into the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com and this is the last night too to, to let your, let their views be known to Rick Smith, the director of the office of the Guardian Ad Litem, and to Ruder herself that she'd been watched here, all her dirty tricks, and also to the judge and so on that will be presiding over the court that we're all watching this. All watching this. And something's going to happen here because this is just the, the dirtiest, dirtiest tricks. Katerina was asked to see a therapist. First, this is how they do it. See a therapist. And then later, your child sees a therapist separately. And then both together see a therapist to keep the court happy. Well, Ruder and her husband would not allow the child to come to the therapist, even though it was laid on for the day. Just so they can go to court and say, well, no, we, we didn't see the therapist and drag it on more or try and get the child, you see. She complies with nothing, this, Anne, this Amber Ruder. But if you let that happen to you, one, this is happening to thousands of people all over the place. You know, people who sit back and just entertain themselves and they say, oh, that's terrible. Ter-. Do something, folks. You understand what's going to happen to all of you if you don't do something? What are you scared of? You're supposed to complain. You're supposed to complain. These folk are all living on the taxpayer here. And it's supposed to be answerable to you. doesn't matter who you are. They don't chop your head off for that, for complaining, folks. Start phoning in. It's all on the website, cuttingthroughthematrix.com, on the front page. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix and there's a caller, Rick, from New York on the line. Are you there, Rick? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, it's interesting how you discussed China and how the uh, American taxpayer through these uh, international organizations like GATT and uh, the World Trade Organization built China you know, with our tax money, with factories and everything, and technology transfers. But, uh, I mean, this is the dream of... Uh, David Rockefeller, yep. I mean, in his own memoirs, he talked about how China should be the model model country for the uh, New World Order, right. and also of uh, Jerome Green when he started the Institute of Pacific Relations back in uh, 1928. That's right, and that was also part of the role of international affairs, as a branch of it, in fact, yeah. Yeah, yeah so these guys, these guys, they set out three for Australia and New Zealand, 
and uh, they all had specialized tasks to perform to work with China, work with uh, all the other countries here to bring them under. And they knew, by the way, in the 1930s that eventually they'd bring China up down the road, which is now, to be the manufacturer of the planet. And Australia and New Zealand would go under the auspices of the main big giant of China. That's happening now. Yeah. Right. So they wrote all this, yeah. Yep. I'm a libertarian socialist myself. I think the best way to go is um, uh, decentralization and uh, direct democracy and federalism, um, like the uh, movement of the uh, Spanish libertarian collectives in 1936, and also uh, what's happening in Mexico with uh, the Zapatistas and the, um, um, the libertarian collectives there and so forth. I think there's got to be a, a break from the uh, prison system. I think the only way to do that is through... Uh, you know, mutual solidarity and uh, mutual aid with uh, people in your community and uh, working towards a uh, system where there's uh, a balance between, um, you know, libertarian rights and uh, why, why people are working and, like, what they're doing with their, with their time. I think the only way to do that is through as, as maximum solidarity with the federal with the federal federalist system of uh, mutual aid on the local level and uh, coordination on the national and international level. I don't know, it sound kind of radical for a... Uh, no, not really. I, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the one... I mean, a libertarian capitalist, I guess. Yeah, but the one thing about that is, these guys at the top are not stupid. Because I mean, Britain now is, the again, they're the sort of flagship for everything. And they're, they're going through this crazy business of decentralization, but they're already under the super EU parliament now. So you think you're getting decentralized, but now you're under the authority of an even bigger uh, power. And they want the same with North America, too. During the free trade negotiations for Canada, the States, and Mexico, uh, they actually said they were were considering putting up a a parliament for the Americas in Montreal, Canada. That was all discussed. It all came out. So you'd end up decentralizing and think, now I've got some freedom here, and bang, you're under an even bigger one. And so Britain's found itself under this big boot of the EU Parliament in Brussels. It's a bureaucratization of the world, unfortunately. Yes. We're headed in that direction, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and unfortunately, it's pretty well happened, and it's happening as we, as we speak. And most folk, again, are oblivious to it because there isn't, isn't a single politician out there that runs, that will ever mention this stuff because they're all members of the same organization before they were picked. They know not to mention these things to the general public. This is a hundred-year-old goal. Uh, from the Royal Institute of International Affairs and the CFR for their world where the bankers will rule it. And they said that because they were all bankers who started up and their offspring would rule it, and they still are actually, and the central banks would rule the world using academia and experts underneath them, technocrats, and um, the Bank for International Settlements uh, in Switzerland would take care of all business. Um, I mean, like, he's got some good ideas with, like, commodity ventism and yeah. alienation and the reification. But then at yeah. the same time, his, uh, where he was in England, he was, uh, what do you call it, uh, controlled by uh, other interests. That's, That's right. But, but, th- but thanks for calling, though. Uh, from Hamish Monsieur from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your gods go with you.